everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. This is a very special podcast because it's unique in nature. It's the first time I've got couples on my podcast. And this podcast is specifically about newlyweds and to give you a newlywed perspective on marriage. So that's why this podcast is important for everyone to watch because everyone will find useful information in this, even parents who have kids that are about to get married, I think. I think that this would be useful for them. Anyway, I want to introduce you to my guests. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to introduce you to Fox and Haley. Fox and Haley, say hi and tell everyone when you got married a little bit about yourselves. Hi. So I'm Haley. I'm Fox. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got married May 23rd of 2020. So it was a pandemic wedding and it was um, absolutely great. <laughs> Uh, we got out of there by the skin of our teeth, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> um, it was just his parents and my parents, well, and our siblings, and then uh, Pastor Jeff, and that was it. Like, we got married, and then we waited. That was in May, and so we waited until, like, November to go on our honeymoon, um, and we didn't have a reception, which is kind of like a work in progress. We want to do it and be able to have everyone there, uh, but, you know... It's still going on. Like COVID is still going on. So we're just kind of waiting for the right moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to mention like at our wedding day, we first planned for it to be outside. And then like 10 minutes before everything was supposed to go down, it starts like downpour raining. Oh, yeah. And so we like pack everything up in the back of my parents' vehicle. I'm pretty sure Jeff brought his truck. So we threw things in the back of his truck and we just <laughs> headed to the church and we're like, what they don't know won't hurt them. <laughs> and we just got it done. Yep. It was very beautiful. I think there was a double rainbow in the sky as well, like on our way to the church. And it was awesome. You could feel the Lord's presence like throughout the entire day. And I was like sobbing in the morning and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta like go get my makeup done. I can't, I can't be crying right now. <laughs> so yeah, it was really good. That's awesome. That's sweet. Okay. Christina and Kenan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. My name is Christina. I'm Kenan. Uh, we got married August 7th in 2020. So yeah. pandemic wedding. Another pandemic wedding. We had about 40 guests because at that time the restrictions were up to, I think, 250 uh, for indoors. So we still kind of like kept it small. And we were also going to have an outdoor wedding because it was at this really nice um, well, country club, like golf, uh, golf course. And it was just so hot that day. And we made the the call like I think it was early that morning or the day before, and we were like, "Heck no!" Because we had a plan for outdoor, we had a plan for indoor, and we were like, "Nope, we're doing it in it's AC, yeah. doing it in AC." So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then we went on our honeymoon um, right after and had a great time, and you know, kept socially distant and we were masked, but we were together and it was awesome. Yeah, yep. yeah. So they also have a cool little secret it's not really a secret anymore but yeah tell them your news yes i was like what news is she talking about <laughs> well i didn't want to give it away yes. yeah yeah right yeah so we're having a baby in yeah. january mm -hmm. so oh my gosh super yes. exciting yes yeah, so we're 23 we're 23 weeks we actually had um our ob appointment today we had saw the ultrasound everything was perfect 
um, you know, doctor said that the placenta is health, healthy, the baby's healthy. And uh, Tina was like, oh my gosh, that head's looking big. And he was like, that's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's going to, he's going to be, he's a boy and his name's going to be Zion, uh, Zion Christopher Lee. And nice. so we are, we're very excited. That's beautiful. Awesome. So I don't know how this has happened, but this is the first time ever that Dr. Gabriel Miller, my husband, has been on the podcast. So say hi, Gabriel. What's happening, people? (laughs) (laughs) I am the husband of the podcast runner. We have been married since September 13th of 2008, which means that we just passed 13 years together. We are not newlyweds, just to be clear. <laughs> so we, we, may, we may give some, some input here or there, but this is really to ask newlyweds their perspective on things, um, all things, because I think it's important to know because sometimes you go into marriage and you think you know what you're getting yourself into and then you realize, oh, in some ways I did know what I was getting myself into. In other ways, it's like, oh, wow, I was not expecting this. And so I think it's a good conversation to have. So Kenan and Christina, let's start with you. What perceptions did you have about marriage before getting married that were just flat out wrong? We're just diving straight into it. (laughs) We had been like preparing and thinking about things because we really didn't have the perception like, oh, we get to have sex all the time. Like that wasn't one of the things that like we perceived, but. And there were also a lot of things that we saw other people were having perceptions of that were obviously wrong. And we're like, yikes, that's going to be a hard conversation later. Right. So like, we just had, I don't know, a lot of like wise counsel around us. So like we knew like, you know, marriage is going to take work. It wasn't just about sex, but I would say one thing that like, we were pretty confident that we had, which was just wrong, completely wrong, was just a healthy view of sex and a holy view of sex. Um, We realized how much baggage we actually had just from like, uh, I guess like past relationships, TV culture, shows, culture, and just friends. like being yeah. conformed to the world in our view of sex. And so like, that was something we were like, dang, like we, we got this wrong. We got to pray. Like, we got to <laughs> pray that the Lord would like change, literally change our view of, of what sex is, its role, what, what it is, what it means, you know, the, the weight that it has um, and um, how we use it because it, I believe it's a tool that the Lord gave specifically to people that are married. And um, there's a right way to use the tool and there's a wrong way to use the tool. Mm-hmm. And uh, we came into it thinking that we knew the right way and we just did not, you know, <laughs> I don't even, I mean, there are still things that I, I believe we're going to continue to learn, but that initial shock of, wow, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. What about you, Fox and Haley? Um, so just to preface, like, it kind of goes with what they're saying, too, which is hilarious. Um, So to preface, I was reading this book, and it's called The Great Sex Rescue. Um, It's by Sheila Ray Gregor. I think I said that last name right. Um, And in this book, it basically, like, debunks a lot of teachings and, uh, like, uh, false expectations and myths and stuff like that um, on marriage. (laughs) Um, But the thing, there's something that was in it. It talked about, like, the girl being the gatekeeper of her virginity and her purity. Um, 
And that mindset's not really bad per se. Like when you're dating, you want to set boundaries and stuff. But um, during that, like I had put on that mindset and I had kept it and it's been engraved. And I like whenever we got married, it was really difficult for me to let myself be like okay this is okay now we can go this far you know what i mean and so it was like that was something i had to just you know break down with the lord because it definitely you know stole a lot of joy at the beginning of our marriage but it's okay now like i'm working <laughs> on it but and it's, it's mostly fixed so yeah it's pretty good now yeah. yeah i mean personally i can't really say that i had too much you know, wrong perceptions or any at all, because I just had a lot of people in my life that just spoke a lot of wisdom to me. Um, my parents are also just very open discussion about those types of things with me, um, especially my dad. My dad all the time was on me about, you know, marriage life and treating your wife properly and all those types of things. So I didn't, yeah, I can't really say that I can think of any wrong perceptions that I had. Well, that's good. You guys have it together. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Did we have any false perceptions? Well, I don't know. I was thinking about that question as they were answering, and I, I'm not sure. It was, it was kind of a long time ago, but you might be able to answer that. Um, you know, one thing I've heard, and I think it's probably true, is that most people feel like the first year of marriage is either the easiest or the hardest. Yeah. And, um, I don't know how the true that was of us either, but I think it goes along with if if it's hard, you're you're probably breaking down some some perceptions in that first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the things that are hard in in first year marriage in that first in that time are are really things that are not always relationship, but just two people coming together, learning how to do finances together, learning how to make decisions together, you know, that kind of, those kind of things are, um, I think a little bit more difficult than you would imagine them because there's now two opinions, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, and and you're learning how to be in agreement together, you know, and fortunately for the most part, I can say that we've been in agreement, you know, pretty much the entire time. I think the primary thing for me was just that I knew how you, you know, that marriage is selfless, but when you, when you get into it, it's, it's really a dying to self Mm -hmm. daily, (laughs) you know, still, still, and, and, um, it's, and that gets compounded when you have kids too, but this is not about that time. This is about the newlywed time. So, no, so. I totally, I totally agree. I think there, I think there is really something to be said about getting into a marriage already at a place of submission to the Lord, because I know like, um, my parents didn't start that way. They did not start, um, you know, sensitive to the Lord. They didn't start, um, um, listening to him and already following him. And I think that starting from that place has just tremendously just, you know, um, give us like a booster seat to, mm-hmm. to, to at our, for our starting level, because we're not having to go through as much, you know, dealing with, with pride and, 
Um, I want my way, although there is some of that because there's some selfishness in all of us, I think, but it's just not at the severity level that I see other people have dealt with because like we were all right with the Lord before we got together and now we're together and we can do it together. Mm -hmm. But um, I think people that don't have that starting out, that's why that first year is so rough. And then it continues because I mean, if the Lord's not in it, then it's, it's kind of difficult to make it and force it to be good, you know? Yeah. yeah. To your point, Samantha, you're absolutely right that there's a difference between knowing that you're supposed to be selfless and actually being selfless. And you have mm-hmm. to, you have to walk that out. You have to let life run its course. And there's just a, a learning curve in that. Yeah. Yep. Fox and Haley, you're going to answer this one first. So communication is difficult <laughs> just in <laughs> life, right? It doesn't matter if you're married or not. Yeah. Communication yep. is difficult. And um, I know that so many married couples that I talk to, I think that this is the number one thing. Like, you, you know, you, you talk, you talking about, well, I just, I, my husband and I had a miscommunication today about who's going to pick up the kids or whatever, those, those kinds of things. And so I was just curious, what have you guys learned about this in this year and how have you guys adapted as you've gotten to know each other? Um, well, I mean, I guess just say like me and Haley have always been kind of good with communicating with each other. Like when we first started even dating, like that was one of the things that we were both like, this is something that's really important and we're going to be serious about this and be good about this. Um, like whenever there is a problem or any form of miscommunication, because yeah, we're still learning each other a bit and still learning. And But anytime there is a problem, we just make a point to no matter what, before the end of the day, work that thing out, talk and break down like what went wrong like where did the miscommunication come from stuff like that um we never really let a day go by where we like end upset with each other or having something that was in the way yeah yeah i think i think it's important to like when you when you have those moments of there's a miscommunication it's important to ask questions like you want to keep offense off the table as much as possible. You want to be like, okay, what did what did you mean by that? Because I I I'm hearing this. Is this what you're saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's so important. Because I think that would help. You know, I'm not perfect at it. I'm not saying I'm perfect. So I yeah. get caught up in my emotions. I'm like, what? What did you mean? You know, but <laughs> it's it gets. You know, you just have to ask the question. Like, hey, is this what you're saying? Because I don't know right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think for me and just my natural nurturing mother type personality and just like who I am I was always just trying to assume that I knew what Ken needed in a moment of like conflict like oh he needs me to just tell him why he's wrong and what he did wrong because he's not understanding it and it's like no that's not what he needs right now and so I really had to stop assuming that I knew what he needed in a moment I would say okay like how, how can I serve you? Or like, where did I go wrong? Like, what do you need right now? And like that kind of like communication, like you were saying, Hey, like asking questions and not just going with like what you are already, like the conclusions you've already been drawing all day of like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, I can't believe he did that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? 
I, we would just come to a conversation and be like, okay, all right. So like, what's the root? Right. Like, how did this happen? Like, and just like walking it through that way. And because the way that like communication was in my family was very different from how it was in very his family. Different. My very family different. is just very direct. Like we'll have a messy, hard, rough conversation, mm-hmm. get to the end of it, hug each other. And then we're laughing about it. And like, there are sometimes where like you even get offended but because of the conclusion, you know, you're going to get to, it's like, I'll give you grace for the offense. If we can just solve this problem. Right. Whereas in my family, any offense at all, it was the end of the world and nobody talked to each other and everybody walked away mad and just was bitter all the time. And it's just like, like there are, there's a point where it's two opposites and how can we come to the middle, Mm -hmm. but we just have to find where the Lord is leading us specifically and not gauge how we should be how we should interact with each other how we should live our married lives based on our parents based on other people around us like yeah there's 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 space for wise counsel and and it's necessary and needed but at the end of the day i i shouldn't be basing how i am as a husband on how everybody else is around me i need to be who god is calling me to be as a husband and not you know other influences but um for me, time has really helped with communication because for me, when I get too bogged down in the moment, um, I kind of lose sight of the big picture. So for me, it's just like, I want to win the long game. And for me, that, that makes the small little things that come up a lot less of a big deal. Like it, it's still, it still matters that we work through it, but I don't get as offended at all the little things when my goal is unity, when my goal is long-term, I want to be on good terms with my wife. I want to have her trust. I want to be able to lead her well. And I want her to trust me to lead her the way God is leading me. And um, if, if those are my goals, if that's where my head is, the, the tiny little things that could, you know, get on my nerves or whatever, they start to get a little bit smaller, although they're still there because my, my goal and my vision is, is a little bit bigger than just every little thing that comes up. That's good. Hey, I want to hear something funny. What's something, <laughs> what's something funny that's happened in year one of marriage for y'all? <laughs> uh, uh, well, Fox and I, like, I feel like every day there's something that happens that's funny. Like, I can't, I could not pick a single thing. It's just ridiculous all the time. Um, <laughs> she constantly sends me TikToks of screaming um, huskies because I love huskies. Oh, yeah. And I think those are hilarious. Yes, that, that, <laughs> yeah, just the little things, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, but something, if I had to pick one of my favorite moments, this was before we got married. Like, this is kind of how we started. Um so Fox and I met like through mutual friends and he was at the mall and we were on our way there and like I show up and he sees me and this is just my perspective by the way um he sees me and at the time I didn't know but he was like you know that girl there's something different about that girl and I was you know hung over this guy I was like all into this other guy and so I had no idea um but long story short he has these feelings for me and he's denying it and he's even like bringing girls to me he's like hey what do you think of this girl and I'm like I don't don't know like what are you asking me for kind (laughs) of um and then little did I know but it was very obvious to every everyone in our friend group 
uh he had feelings for me and then well long longer story short we're here we're married so i was like what the heck <laughs> how did you, i don't know how did you figure it out um i think it was somebody told me because uh, i i was like what do you mean and they were like oh yeah fox likes you like a lot and i was like what are you talking about oh no like this changes everything so, so yep sense. well <laughs> i can tell you both in the company of witnesses that oh, when y'all hung out with us it was it we knew it was very very clear that was pretty early on i think yeah yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> we were really close like we started out friends and we started out okay why are you doing that um <laughs> we started out friends and then we started out i'm sorry i keep saying it's already out we started out friends and then we became very close friends without well his side he had failings but he shoved them down um we were close friends and we became such best friends that it was just like super easy to be myself around him and stuff like that so maybe what you saw i don't know maybe what you saw was the chemistry maybe i don't know I don't know. We saw the future. <laughs> we saw the future. It's okay. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What else you got? Something funny. So, okay. So as Christina has said, our families are very different um, and we were raised very different. So I grew up and you know, like my mom would make some chicken and it might have a couple dashes of Italian seasoning on it. And it, it might, you know, that's about it. <laughs> so then, the, <laughs> sorry. Um, so the first couple of times we, we would like cook and not go out to eat. If I was making it, team would be like, oh man, did you use any seasoning at all? Like, <laughs> Like, what did you use? And I'd be like, babe, I use this and this and this and this and this. And she's like, I don't taste any of it. <laughs> and then when she would make something, I'd be like, oh my gosh, am I even like eating anything? Because it just feels like I'm just shoving spices in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it was it's always funny. so salty. It's you funny now, <laughs> but I remember the first time I really got upset with him was over like my cookie. He was like, I was like, there's it's just too a much lot of seasoning. Salt. And I'm like, I went light on the seasoning. What are you talking like, about? <laughs> I didn't even put as much as I usually put. Like, and I would get, I would get upset with him about that. But it's funny because like, like you said, like just too different. But we kind of found that healthy medium. Yeah, where, like, I got a little more custom, so I I use a little bit more seasoning. And she toned it back a little bit. I toned she it back a little bit. A lot of salt. <laughs> Like, babe, I like the flavor of the meat. Like, I want to taste the, the, the food, not just the seasoning. And she's like, well, I like the seasoning. Seasoning makes it good. But, uh, <laughs> I will say, though, just recently, though, oh gosh, uh, we have, like, family dinner with, like, my family, and we all take turns cooking. And uh, it was okay. our night. It was it. our night to cook. And so Kenan just so happened to be running late coming home from work. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, I hate the story. This is just not good. Like, we're not going to finish in time because he was going to grill the chicken and then I was going to do all the sides. So I'm I'm starting on my sides and stuff. <laughs> so he walks in 30 minutes before we have to be at dinner. I'm, and I'm, I'm like, like sweating right now just thinking about it. <laughs> and I'm like, 
hey, babe, like, where were you? Like, communication failed. His phone died. So, like, I couldn't even get in contact with him. All the things went wrong. Like, everything was just so wrong about it. And so he's like, it's all right, babe. I'm going to go, you know, fire up the grill. And so he goes outside. And say fire up the grill. Fire up the grill. (laughs) Start up the grill or whatever you said. (laughs) Something like, I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) so he goes outside. And he doesn't come back in for a while. And I'm like, what is he doing? Because, like, I didn't go out with the chicken. (laughs) What is he doing? So I go outside. (laughs) He forgot to cover the grill when it rained, like, two days prior. So there was, like, rust on the grill. And so he's, like, scrubbing scrubbing the rust off the grill. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, babe, this isn't going to work. I got to do chicken another way. (laughs) The worst part of it. What'd you say? So it adds more of that flavor. Just get that. Extra protein. It's fine. Yeah. So he starts just cooking in a skillet on the stovetop. And so he. Which it ended up being fine. Okay. So he (laughs) he packages all of the food and he's like, all right, you go ahead and head over. He said, I'll come over later. I was like, you're not coming with me now. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to clean up a little bit. He, I was a little bit more salty. He than was that. embarrassed. He didn't even want to come because he Aww. didn't. It wasn't. Good. No, it wasn't that I was embarrassed. I was just so upset. I was like, I got home late. My phone died. We're having tension. The grill is rusty. The chicken is not the way I wanted it to be. I'm just going to bed. Good night. <laughs> so he got a little upset, but it was so funny because, like, when I took the food over, my parents were like, oh, this is pretty good and stuff. So I told him, I was like, yeah, it turned out I was okay. like, I was like, whatever. <laughs> he was so mad. He's improperly, apparently. Yeah. Hey, I'm with, we are with you on the salt thing. Uh, so my grandpa was the salt master and my mother is the salt master. I mean, I have salt in my genes. But I'm telling you, so man, I have... Samantha is just, I mean, she's the salt queen. I, we, I got a plate full of food and it's good and salty. And I look over and she's pouring salt on it. And my eyebrows are going up like, how, how can you eat that much salt? Uh, because I mean, I know mine's salty. And so I don't know what that is tasting like. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do have a salt thing in our family. We, this is not funny, but this, this has, this happened to us while we were dating and continued on until we, it it is funny, but it's not into our marriage, Mm -hmm. but we would go on road trips and Gabriel would, (laughs) he would go to get off an exit and to get gas or get food or whatever. And it would never fail. Either the destination was like a million miles off the exit or it would be closed, closed. every time where he'd be like, oh, I want to go to this restaurant to eat. We drive all the way there. Closed. Honestly, no good it reason. It, it, it happens. It has it not happened a, it, as much. It has it was, not happened as much lately, yeah, but, but it was freaky for a while. I mean, it's like, how can you possibly every time you pick someplace yeah. to go, it's closed. I mean, it, it wow. was it was bizarre and it was not funny. <laughs> I actually did laugh sometimes because I was like, here which, we go again. Which made it that Dang. Much less funny. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I will, hey, listen. Uh, how has marriage helped you grow in your walk with the Lord? In a way, I guess it's just um, fatherhood and sonship, which is weird. And you're like, how is that? How is being married to your wife? 
you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but and more along, but it's mainly towards like now that we are married, the Lord has like shown me like pictures and stuff of like me as a father with you know our future kids and you know that's something that's like very important to me and can't wait to get there but i can wait to get there <laughs> and um but over and over again he just gives me these like pictures and images of me as a father and just you know with these kids and it literally like puts me to tears and i'm like well up with emotions and i'm like i can't wait for that and then the Lord basically is like, how you're feeling now is how I feel about you. That level of like love and affection is what I feel for you. And so then I just start to cry even more <laughs> from like the fatherhood of God and me as a son. And I'm just, it's just great. And that's something that like, I didn't really have much before we got married. Like I knew like God as father, but it was like a revelation started to like be poured out for me when we got married and these started to give me these like pictures and images and stuff. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, like getting married has shown me on another level that it's okay to be vulnerable with the Lord um, because I can let my guard down and just be me with him just as I can with Fox. Um, and I mean, you know, you're supposed to do that before you get married and before any kind of other relationship, you know, but it's just kind of like since being married, it's, opened up like a whole new level. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's just, I can feel it's, it's a safe feeling and it's just super peaceful. I, it's very loving. It's just a whole nother level, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. I can definitely relate to the father son thing because I also have had like dreams and, um, like the Lord has given me these like images, right, of me like uh, fathering my kid, like the kid he's going to give me, the kids he's going to give me. And uh, it really does give you that perspective and like, um, like, man, like how much he really does love us. And we, we don't really, I don't think we'll ever really understand that. But the fact that we can continue to get more and more glimpses of how he sees us, not just as who created us, but as our father, as someone who is intimate with us on a day-to-day -day basis, understanding that on a deeper level, every time gets me because I'm just like, man, like he just loves me so much and it's overwhelming. And I don't, I don't get it. But like, <laughs> as I, as I start to get it, you know, with like this baby that's coming, I like, I just, I love this baby so much. Like I, I don't, I haven't even like looked at it with my own eyes, just through a, a screen. <laughs> and I just have so much love for this baby that I don't even know how much more love does the father have for me who knows everything about me, every hair on my head. I mean, every thought that I've ever had, um, every lustful desire, every good intention, every, you know, everything about me, how much more does he love me? And Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I can definitely relate on that one. Yeah. Um, for me, just growing up, uh, being a pastor's kid and being in ministry, I was very guarded because I didn't trust a lot of people, especially um, in ministry. Yeah. Especially like with like, kind of like what you were saying, Haley, like the most vulnerable parts of me, I didn't really let a lot of people see that. 
Mm-hmm. And when you get married, there's no hiding that yep. <laughs> at all. Or at least for long. Right. right. <laughs> and so yeah. I remember like, just like the worst, like seeing the worst side of me. And Ken was just there, like, like loving me and like telling me, Hey, it's going to be okay. Like, let me pray over you. And like, just like being there. And I'm like, you have every right to be upset with me. Like I've been terrible. I've been selfish. I've been crazy, dramatic, like all of all of these different things, but like, you're still here and you're still telling me that you love me. And I feel like I've been able to see like, you know, the heart of God and, and just our marriage and how he um, leads me, because it's not just like telling you what to do all the time. It's, it's being there with you in just the hardest moments. And um, I've been able to just like, thank God for not just Kenan, but like that all the more he's been that with me all along. And um, it's definitely just like expanded my view of God as Mm -hmm. just (laughs) the amazing father, but then Jesus as like, you know, the bridegroom and like us being the church and just how he loves us. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a big thing. Cause I can't, I can't let us go farther without hitting on that. Like understanding more the bride bridegroom, relationship between like us because I feel like I mean I can't speak for everybody but for me I just never it never really hit me like I never really fully grasped the bride bridegroom relationship until I got married and I had my own bride and I'm like if someone messes with my bride like (laughs) we're gonna have to you know (laughs) talk about it yep Yep. and like uh, uh the other side of that is like, of course, like I want my bride to like want me and be ready for me and be pure and all of these things. And like, there's just a desire not, okay, maybe it is a little selfish because you're mine and because you get to be mine, like, but in a not selfish way, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You, you, you want me to love you because I love you, not because you're forcing me to love you. Yeah. And like all of the more like us being ready for when the bridegroom comes, like it just, oh, that, that, that whole revelation was just like, oh my gosh, like, how did I not get this? Oh, it's because I never had a bride. That's what I mean. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. yeah. yeah. I think you guys are already figuring this out based off of what you say too, but when, when you and your spouse are both pursuing the Lord it, it helped you, you help each other in that way. You know, I've always been extremely motivated by my husband when, when he's, when, you know, as he follows the Lord and pursues the Lord, it, it has encouraged me to do the same. And, um, speaking of the bridegroom thing, you know, I have been thinking about the, the verse in Ephesians and, I think of my husband as my hero, right? So Christ is our hero. You're very kind. (laughs) He really is. He's my hero. And, but I also believe that Christ views the church as his treasure. And that's how I believe that husbands are to view their wives as treasure. And I, I mean, I believe my husband feels that way about me. And that's something that that's a whole other level of that bridegroom, bride, 
situation. Um, yeah. That's not entirely relevant, but just some bonus material <laughs> for this yeah. podcast. But all right. Other than having sex, that's pretty obvious that that is a massively huge benefit. <laughs> it is a benefit. Uh, awesome <laughs> part of getting married. Um, what is something else that maybe you didn't even think about being an awesome perk to being married that you now know about? <laughs> um, yeah, I would say for me, um, just having someone to love on. Like I, I am, I'm in my element when I'm able to serve. Um, and not that I, my, my service is conditional, but um feeling like that person appreciates and isn't using me for my service is really important and it helps me and not being um, burned out. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic when we talk about ministry. However, in a marriage, you know, I love having someone that I can serve. I love having someone that I can just give, give my all to um, and, and, you know, just love on really, really well and a lot. <laughs> um <laughs> In, in all kinds of ways, especially you know, now that she's pregnant and like, I love being able to serve her in any way that she needs, you know, it's, it's really been a blessing to me to be able to have someone that's always there that I can, that I can serve. Um, yeah, that's mine. Go ahead. He really does serve me so well. Um, the other day I was not feeling well, uh, just being pregnant comes with it. <laughs> um, and he was like, I'm going to make you a bath. And so like he, he like went upstairs, like prepared oh. this like nice bath, essential oils on. So bad. And I was like, just, just saying. My <laughs> husband had to buy me a house with a whirlpool tub. Yeah. See, he's my hero. That is his act of service to me. So I get it. Yes. I even had the bubbles going, and she she got in with the bubbles. Um, and she was like, oh, oh, Zion, Zion doesn't like the bubbles. Because when you're pregnant, <laughs> they don't rec they don't recommend you do that. So I was like, I was like, like, turn those off. I'm going to get in. And so I get in and I'm just enjoying this. And then out of nowhere, I just vomit. Oh my. And then <laughs> it was, it was awful. But Kenan was just like, okay, babe, let me get you to the shower. And so while I'm in the shower, he's just like cleaning up after me. And I'm like, I feel like that's what I didn't expect because I was so used to just being independent, yeah. like on my own before I was married. That and so like the whole the... time she was in the shower, she's like, babe, I'm so sorry. Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'll like, clean it up. like you still saw noodles. And it was like, so like for her, it was just like having a hard time receiving. And for me, like, I didn't even realize what I was doing. I was like, oh, there's a mess. My wife needs help. I'm going to do it. And then she was like, oh, you know, you know, I'm sorry you have to do this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah. Like this isn't like a normal thing. <laughs> Yeah. for guys to just want to serve their wives and not need anything in return and not demand everything from, you know, all of that craziness. Yeah. So I just didn't expect like someone else to like care so much. I don't know. Like I knew that he cared, but like just those tangible ways. I'm like, I could have done that. Like you didn't have to clean up for me, but like, just like that, like the benefits of being one, I feel like there's a lot of like, Oh, to becoming one is rough and it's hard and it is, but like, there's so many joys to being one and just having that person with you. Yeah. I mean, Haley is just awesome in general. So Aww, stepping thanks. into all of this, <laughs> like everything that involves her is just awesome. And I know it's cheesy, but I mean it, but 
I mean, yeah, the same thing. Like Haley, like we serve each other a whole lot and I feel bad sometimes from how much like she serves me and does things for me just out of love for me. Um, I appreciate those moments, but um, I mean, it kind of just goes along back to like dating thing too. Like Haley is my best friend and everyone has said it like Haley pulls a side out of me that, you know, I didn't really, didn't really express a lot before. I was very much introverted in a shell. Um, didn't let anybody in. Just very quiet and reserved. And then Haley came along and now I'm like this talkative, hyped kid that's like, let's go have fun and do things all the time. And so just having a best friend to like play video games with me or for Haley, like she likes to go to plays and go horseback riding and stuff like that. So I love doing those things with her. Um, yeah, just those, that for me is awesome. It's just being constantly with my best friend that, that I love sweet. very much. That was the sweetest thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he is so sweet sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he really is sweet. He really is like patient and sweet, like beyond. He's so kind and just like his patience with me and my craziness sometimes like it's it's unmatched anyway um just kind of to go along with it you guys like you guys stole my answer um <laughs> <laughs> um so basically it's like it's a never-ending sleepover with your best friend like i know that life brings like grief and pain sometimes and it's like but it, you have that person who's beside you through thick and thin like he, you know, through pregnancy, like he's there serving you, like all of it, you know, it's just awesome to have your person by you. Like, I don't know. It's, it's indescribable. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to counter on the sweet thing. As you guys heard earlier, like I can also be, you know, tough jokes on Haley sometimes. And she's got, a, <laughs> she learned to roll with them. It's a little bit of sarcasm I picked up from my mom, but you know, it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to hear some of this sarcasm from your mom. That's a new one. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hear about that. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, I wanna, I wanna say this on this question about what's awesome about being married. Um, and there was a movie. What was the movie where they had the famous line, "You complete me"? Oh, it's it, Jerry Maguire. Okay, and it was, it was That's cheesy, right? And everybody made fun of it. But, but there's a, there's a truth to it. And, and what I mean is this. For me, it's, I don't have to, there, there are needs that you didn't even know that you didn't really need those things. In other words, when you're not married, you're kind of always striving for something that you don't even realize what it is. And then you get married and it's like, you don't need those things anymore. Um, I don't have to, it, it doesn't even have to be a need that's met directly just by there, there, there is a wife and she's she's married to you she's she exists she's out she's right there and and you don't have to um you don't have to feel uneasy there's an there's an ease that comes along with it of just like oh i'm just doing life and it, 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 you're not looking for something else yeah that's what i think is cool about marriage is the the wife is there and and she puts you at ease and mm -hmm. you don't need to uh, you don't need to look for something else. You're just, 
at ease to be able to pursue life in the way that you're supposed to. Well, this wraps up part one of two parts of this conversation with newlyweds Fox and Haley and Christina and Kenan and, of course, my husband Gabriel. Please tune back in next week. Next week, you're going to hear so many truth bombs about waiting for the right person, about how to handle your engagement, how to establish boundaries when you're engaged before you get married. Just so much important stuff. We had a blast recording this podcast. Please tune back in next week for the Still Small Voice podcast and a gentle reminder that if you are a young adult between ages 18 and 30 and you live in the Lynchburg area, you can still sign up for Real 2021 at 621 Court Street on October 1st and 2nd. It's a free event, ladies, and we're going to be talking about some of these exact things. Hope you'll tune back in next week. Speaking truth.